another one <laughs> day two of my rant <laughs> so to speak um uh my topic like i said uh on the previous podcast i talked about the fact that uh we are going to be dealing with the strong uh jealousy movement in the black community and uh I uh, also gave a disclaimer on, you know, kind of like to set up the stage for uh, what I'm going to be speaking about, uh, the things that have gone on with my life that God wants me to speak of and testify. And so, um, you guys, I hate, one thing, I hate that I live on a main road. So I don't know if you guys can hear like cars driving by. If you do, please excuse it. I may have to begin posting and uh, recording at night when it's quiet. But also at night, I mean, the cars ride by and they are loud also at night. So I don't know. We, uh, we'll work it out. <laughs> and uh, so with that being said, uh, I want to begin kind of giving you guys a, a kind of a little story time of my life and the things that I've experienced and why God has chosen me and called me to speak on this topic. And uh, so, you know, I came up in the, which was in the Carroll City, Miami Gardens area. And I'm, I still live in this area. So, I, you know, this is my stomping grounds, so to speak. And, uh, you know, I, fresh out of high school, I uh, met someone who I began, well, he began courting me and uh, we eventually wind up getting married. And so, you know, over the course of some years, I was a dutiful wife as he established, uh, my husband, as he established his career. You know, I was there to support him and, you know, whatever he needed to do to uh, get us where we needed to be as a family and everything, I was uh, that support he needed. Getting up early in the morning, fixing breakfast, you know, whatever I had to do to motivate him to, you know, to continue so we can, you know, go on as a, what we call today a successful family. Uh, with that being said, uh, throughout the course of my marriage, I experienced, uh, mind you, I am fresh. Now I want to say fresh out of high school. I met him fresh out of high school. And uh, I may be in my early, I think I was like 21, 22, or 23 when I, when I got married. And so didn't have much experience on the dating scene and how men play in the game. You know, I was very inexperienced with that. And then I, I was a really a home body because my mother had such a tight grip on my life <laughs> I think because of the things that you know she went through in her life and she had a really hard life 
but you know she uh she came out on top she rose above a lot of the uh tragedy and things that she has faced in her life and uh what her life became you would not believe what her life used to be to god be all the glory and so you know she became an example for me and everything and uh i can i can understand now excuse that loud noise i can understand now why she has such a tight grip on my life and uh you know she really wouldn't let me do a lot of things and if i had to tell her everything you know i was doing so because of that i didn't want to do anything and so i was just like a a homebody type of person when i uh, met my uh husband and i will uh, uh say is i accredit my mother to the integrity that i have uh i i credit my mother to uh the way i move she is uh an alpha female and she raised the alpha female (laughs) you know uh and i i mean that in the most uh you know there are different types of alphas but there is a type of alpha female that she knows when to submit you she knows when to step up and lead you understand and my mother was that type of woman the essential help me for a man i i will say i will say that the she was the ideal woman and so you know she taught me those things and I, uh, like I said, I credit her for the way I move. And uh, just looking back on the way I move, I, you know, I am, uh, I am thankful for her. And so, you know, with that being said, uh, I forgave him, you know, and uh, we moved on, not knowing that, you know. Uh, this would happen so many more times, you know, um, it, it, it seems like it was just a pass for him to continue to do it. So he, you know, he didn't have that same mindset that I had, you understand? And so I, I, I would not learn that until years, years later. And, uh, you know, with me being a healer by, nature and by right i think that is a lot of uh the reason why too i stayed in the marriage trying to heal him you know you have some people who are natural healers and want to uh heal people but if they can't if they won't receive it you know we need to we need to learn that you know you have to you have to move on and so you know, in our time together, what I noticed was when we would hang out, we would go places and everything. Uh, it seemed like I attracted the women to him. And uh, what that what that made me start doing was falling back. Like if I if it wasn't for me and these women looking at me, they would not have been gassed up to pursue him. And that's what I had been seeing over the years. And then uh, he, th- the one thing is he realized this before I did. 
you know, that because of me, I brought a lot of women to the forefront who wanted to pursue him. And I, you know, crazy as that sounds, it, it is true. Some women have an innate nature to attract uh, attention, uh, whether wanted uh, or not. You know, some women have an, uh, not, not, not women, men and women, but in my case, I am a woman, you know, some women have a, uh, they attract attention and they, they don't even try to attract attention. They are just attention magnets, like all focus is on them. And I happen to be a, one of those women. And so I did not realize that before he realized it. And so, you know, you know, he would always say, you, you don't support me, come out to, uh, you know, he coached at the park, come out and support me. You're not, and I, and I knew by then, I think we're like 10 years in marriage. I knew then, you know, he, he wanted to, um, what his agenda was. He wanted me to attract the women to him. And so, you know, I tried to make it my business to stay away from the things that, you know, he, like the social gatherings, I almost became, I, I don't, not almost, I actually became introverted. I already was introverted type of a person, but I think almost the most extreme introversion be, began uh, with me because I saw, I saw the, uh, I saw what he was doing and, uh, you know, just really at that time, just staying in the marriage for the sake of my kids. So, you know, by that time, I think I had tried to leave once and my, my children, we have four children. My children were so distraught. They were all A students and they were failing in school. My son, you know, he was upset he was the baby saying that you know his dad is a good man and so I almost kind of sacrificed my happiness to help my children to you know and a lot of women do that I, you know try to help my children to get along I, you know I said you know maybe when they're a little older because they were too young to deal with what I was trying to do I was trying to get away for my own sake and, uh, you know, so I stayed in that, uh, that turmoil and, uh, you know, um, when we, we had lived with his, uh, grandmother, the family, and this is another thing I spoke about, uh, with my job, but you know, his family did not like me. But it, it's that nice, nasty type of did, don't like. And so, you know, he, he his aunts would come over and, you know, they, with gatherings and everything and talk about, you know, they find ways to pick and talk about me. Oh, you, ooh, look at that. You, you, you skinny, you fat, you know, anything to try to tear me down. And, you know, I saw it for what it was, but I am the type of person that, Actually, I can see what you're doing, but I'm unbothered and I just move 
exactly like I don't know that that's what you're doing. And so, uh, you know, I would see the things that his family would try to do. And, his, you know, he had a cousin that was uh, extremely jealous of me. And I just couldn't understand why, you know, but his grandmother would always tell me, oh, don't don't bother her. You know, she would pick at my children and everything. You know, his grandma would say, don't don't worry about her. She's jealous, you know, because you you got your family and everything. And, you know, she's just jealous because she all of her kids from different, you know, different fathers and everything. So don't worry about her. That's what it is. Now, this coming from her own grandmother. And so, you know, this particular family member would go on to pursue the same career and job that I have maybe uh, seven or eight years later and go to this job and begin talking about me to the people on my job and spreading lies. And these people coming back and telling me what she's saying. And I'm like, wow, you know, you, you have to understand my position. I have never offended these people. I have never done anything to these people. Just don't like me. And so jealous. With that being said, if you, if you are a person that you know that you attract people and attention without even trying to, you have to be extra careful about the people you befriend, the people that you around your surroundings you have to be very extra careful if you have that type of a gift and uh you attract attention without even trying to because uh you have people who are just extremely jealous and uh would like no more than to see you lacking without or hurting and so, yes, uh, with that being said, uh, you guys, I, um, this is the type of things I was experiencing in my marriage and not only in my marriage, I mean, looking back, which I didn't know it even in high school that I had that effect on people. I had no idea until now I can look back and things are adding up. If, if anybody can understand that. And I'm like, wow, like I never knew. <laughs> and so, um, I had uh, th these things going on in my marriage. And like I said, his family, um, they really didn't care for me. And uh, let me also say, this is not victim talking. This is just... You, you have to understand my personality. I really have always been a person that I am not a crowd follower. I am not a, a brown noser. I'm not a crowd pleaser. I really don't care if I have a friend. Friends would be nice, but I could care less. And so that's always been my stance about people. And so I think my me being that way and that, that kind of humble thing, I think that that might be the thing that bothers that has people bothered that <laughs> I don't jump hurdles and I don't, you understand? I am just me. And so that's not bragging. That's just saying who I am. And I, that bothers a lot of people, I think. And so not, I think I know it does. And, uh, 
I thank God for my personality and that I'm that way. And I try to teach my children to be yourself and, and, and love who you are and don't, you know, you don't have to please anybody, you, you know? And so with that being said, you know, I, um, I had a hard time and, uh, this is not, like I said, this is not victim talking. This is testifying. And so with me testifying to the things that I've experienced, we can, uh, you, we can learn some lessons and say, wow, you know, we can learn some lessons and move forward by seeing how people treat other people because of the gifts they may have on, on uh, their lives. I mean, everybody has gifts. And so because you look at somebody else and see something on them that you are lacking, you know, why not befriend that person and, you know, learn from them that way and not try to kill the gift and kill whatever they are uh, called to do. Because at the end of the day, God is the person that God is, has the final say in a person's life I don't know who people think they are to try and prevent somebody's life because they are jealous and so you know that's why I know God is calling me to speak on this because the amount of jealousy that has been in my life has been unreal you will not believe in family in uh, my professional work area in um almost every arena of my life and so i i know this is why god wants me to begin speaking on it and testifying to the things that i've experienced i don't know who people think they are uh thinking that they can stop what God has put in motion. Everybody has something God has given them to, uh, to do. And so, uh, yes, I don't, I, I don't know why people think that they can, they can stop what God has, uh, ordained. And so, you know, like scripture says, what God has, uh, brought together, let no man put asunder. No, you can't stop what God puts in motion. And so, you know, I know that's why uh, God is calling me to uh, speak on the things that have transpired in my life and talk about uh, different topics to affect some kind of a change in, uh, in the community. And uh, with that being said, uh, I experienced a lot when, when my husband was coaching at the park for example, uh, now he did something different from what all the other coaches did. Instead of him signing people up at the park or at another location, he routed all these women, most of them single and trifling. He routed all these women to our house. And so, you know, with the intellect and insight that I have, I already knew and I could see what that did. All it did was made these women jealous 
and made these women uh line up to take try to take my place and and so with him doing that signing up all these people these women and their children for football at at my uh at my home he started a something that would eventually end our marriage and i mean it should have been ended a long time ago but this was the nail put in the coffin (laughs) and so you know uh yes i mean i had you know i dealt with a lot uh with uh women coming to my house when I was at work because I had to work you know with my job being a correction officer I had to work various shifts you know without uh, you know we couldn't back out if, if they gave you this shift and uh, you had to work it so I was a lot uh, uh, on night shift just thinking you know in my mind I'm doing what what's needed to have our family you know in uh, the position that we need to be in the kids not wanting for anything dad happy and me happy also because the family's happy and so i'm thinking i'm doing my part you know um love wasn't wasn't lacking either love was great and uh you know still doing whatever i needed to do as a mother uh, uh, for the house you know i'm, I'm working two, two jobs <laughs> you know and uh and so you know what i come to discover was you know my kids were being put outside to play at two or three in the morning, but they would knock on the door to talk with their dad and they couldn't even get inside the room. And so, you know, let your mind wonder about what that was about. And uh, so, you know, this went on for a time until, you know, my kids were begging me to come to the park. They would beg me. And so my schedule, you know, by me working 11 to 7, and uh, I get home, I would have to sleep at least six hours to get some rest. And so, you know, I just was in a, my body was not in a condition to want to be at the park. You know, I have to get up and run and do my things I need to do, wash clothes, prepare food for the kids, you know, anything uh, before having to go to work later that night. And so when my, but when my kids started begging me to come to the park, I said, okay, let me go out here. (laughs) And well, boy, oh boy. And so, you know, uh, when I did go, what I saw was enough to uh, start a war. And uh, so when my kids started begging me to come to the park, especially my girls and my son also, but especially my girls, they were like, Mom, you got to come to the park. Please come. They're just begging me to come and see what's going on. When I uh, stepped out there and saw the uh, detestable things that was going on, I was... um, blown away and uh you know as a coach you have a team mom that helps you uh with the kids and basically helps with uh 
you know, helping sh- the coach structure everything concerning the kids. And, uh, you know, my husband, team mom, they, she ran to greet me all the time. And, uh, I think that at that time I was preg- pregnant and wanting to plan my, help me plan a baby. We can have a baby shower out here at the park and, you know, all this fun stuff that she can help me do. And, you know, and, uh, I was cordial with her and everything. And I'm like, uh, wow, she's nice. <laughs> and so, um, when I, you know, as time went by and I just started regularly coming out to the park, uh, she didn't like it and she made it known. And so they had a rule like nobody could be on the field when the coaches were practicing, but you know, by me being his wife and I would come and he would tell me to come sit out there with him. She was bothered and a lot of other people were bothered. And this particular team mom who helps commission the park went uh, uh, went to the commissioners and told them about me being on the field. This is the same, the same team mom now that uh, wanted to help me plan a baby shower and, oh, it's going to be fun. She went to the commissioners and talked about me being on the field with my husband during practice. And the commissioners, one of the commissioners of the park came and notified me of that. And I was just like, wow. And so he just told me that he let her know that's the man's wife. What you want me to do about that? And so, you know, it was a lot of mm, mess. Uh, going on at the park and when I stepped foot out there and started making my presence known I think I lit a match on uh on some stuff I lit a match and uh you know she started revealing herself almost like a demon you you know she would walk past she would speak to me and be cordial when he was around but when he wasn't around, I would get the rolling of the eyes, the, you know, walking past me with a, and I, I just was like, wow, what is going on? What is going on out here? This same lady eventually bought the same car, same color, make and model that I had. And, uh, you know, so it was, it was obvious, you know, the setup that was out here at this park that my husband was coaching at and uh you know it would be a rotation so the team mom would rotate I guess a couple of months this person is team mom and in the next couple of months another person or even the season I guess they have seasons and so this one season this team mom I used to ride motorcycles too by the way I had a 1500 uh motorcycle I used to ride and uh sometimes I would ride it to the park and when this one particular time we rode to the park on the on the motorcycle, my husband decided to drive the the motorcycle back home and I would get in the car with the kids. And his team mom said, Ooh, be careful. It'll be a shame if if my daughter fell off the back of the bike. And when she said that, just in my spirit, I just it just I could not receive that well. And I could feel this. I could feel this jealousy on her behind what she said, and so uh, 
you know, he, he was dealing with a lot of women, a lot of women at the park. Um, you know, I would come out there and then this one time this one lady stopped me and said, oh, you are, you are so-and-so's, uh, wife, right? You got three children, one, one, the first one's, the oldest one's red and you got two girls and a boy. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, you know, see, I mean, uh, when I stepped out on the park, people knew who I was. They almost like they had my wallet with my information. And <laughs> so, you know, I didn't realize, here I am thinking I'm going to work and coming home and I'm, you know, I'm just a nobody minding my business. But I was very popular at this uh, park and in uh, really in the community and unknown to me. So, you know, I can imagine what was being said, the things that were said that I said, and, you know, people just lying on me. And I am, uh, at this point in my life, friendless by choice because of the experiences that I have had with women, you know, throughout my, uh, my marriage. And so, you know, God had, re had revealed to me that, well, not at that time, but since then, you know, a, a whole conversation was being had in the community of Dade County about me and, and things were being said about me and, you know, things were being said that I said that I had no idea. You, you understand? And that is how you destroy somebody's life and, uh, and all stemming from jealousy. And so, you know, uh, Prior to me coming out to the park, my, my husband had introduced me to this woman. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not thinking any malice behind it. I felt like he wasn't attracted to her. She just seemed like a nice person, you know. And uh, she began coming by. And uh, as I would go to the park, you know, I see her at the park. And, we you know, we talk and everything. And, you know, she, we, we kind of forged a friendship uh behind him introducing me to her and uh you know come to find out she she was somebody he was dealing with on a sexual level and you know I think him introducing me to her was his way of appeasing her because he she wanted more of a relationship and he you know he was done I guess you know you 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 done and you move on to something else one hit it and quit it I don't know how many times but you know he was moving on so I think uh his way to kind of shake her was to introduce her to me and that kind of appeased her and it, and what she was doing was trying to learn me and uh, in, in, a, in an attempt to possibly win him over. And, and I know this is uh, a bit much, but God wants me to speak on it all and show you the mind of the women. And it, this is a not, not just in my area, but because this is my area I'm speaking of, you know, I'll stick with my area. 
but this was not only the mindset of this one woman this is the mindset of most of the women around my area and so uh yeah she her her, her thing was to learn me and what she found out was i was a really cool person <laughs> in her trying to learn me and she even paid for a trip you know we didn't have the money Oh, I said I didn't have it, you know, because I really am not a person that hangs with people. And she was willing to pay for the trip just to see how I moved and how I operated with my husband. And so this is a very sick thing that was <laughs> done to me by, you know, my then husband and I guess his, uh, his friend, female friend. But, uh, Yes, it was a very uh, interesting experience, I can say, Ow. to say the least. You know, within a small town, everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows everybody's business. And so, you know, at the time, I, I wasn't viewing it as that. I was, you know, I felt like, okay, I'm in my own little world. I mind my business. And if I stay out of the way, too many people don't know about me. But unknown to me, you know, I was a topic of many people, many people's discussion. Uh, in partly, in part due to the fact of my husband being like the winningest coach on the park. And then not only that, the, the fact of who I was and, the, and uh, what I carried, you know, I, I, uh, I brought a lot of attention uh, you know, not even trying to bring attention, but I did. And, uh, you know, my husband would even say before all of this stuff transpired, you know, he would say, uh, you know, every time I, 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 a woman come around you, they, they look one way, they look raggedy. And then after a while, it seemed like you, it seemed like they, they start, you, 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 you build them up or something. They start dressing nice and everything. He would always say that to me and I'm like, you know, like, you know, I didn't, I didn't put any heavy weight on it, but he recognized that. Like I said, he saw the things that the people I affected and the things that were happening before I seen it. And, you know, he took advantage of that. And so, um, you know, this, this lady that he introduced me to, she would be you know, once she found out that I was a cool person, it's, she, she wanted to tell me something. And so we, we'd be out to dinner or something and she would break down and say, you know, I want to tell you something. And then, you know, before she would break down and tell me, she would bring it. It's like she would catch herself. And I, I could feel that she wanted to expose herself to me and let me know but she didn't know how to do it. And so one one day I was uh, laying down in my bed, just taking a nap. And God allowed me to have a vision. And in this vision, I was laying in the bed. My husband was laying in the bed. And she was laying in, in between us, this same lady. But she was shaped like a snake. And as she was smiling at me, 
she was inching over to him as she had this smile. It, it was the most wickedest thing I've ever seen uh, up until 2020. Yes, and so God was letting me know she was a snake. And so this the type of this is how God uh, intervened in my life and began showing me some things because, you know, uh, sometimes God have to help good-hearted people, <laughs> and I'm a person with a good heart, and uh, I'm not a jealous person. And so you know, you know, my husband would dance. You know, when he'd have the uh, the the christmas uh the jobs christmas party functions and everything he would dance with other women and i would i i would look at it as it's you know as fun and you know the women be looking back at me like wow you know you could see it on their faces like oh she's not jealous and I've, I've never been a jealous person and so you know i've always been confident about who i am and you know i always had the mindset that if i'm not loving my husband enough and he chooses to you know, mess with somebody else, then I, either I'm not doing my job or it's something wrong with him. And so in my case, something was wrong with him <laughs> because, uh, I've done, I do my job as a woman and a wife. I am, uh, I'm that, I'm that woman. And so with that being said, uh, you know, um, this lady, he introduced me to with, be the woman who would expose all the vile and detestable things my husband had going on at this park and they were confirmed by his good uh, friend who they, they, they wind up falling out and uh, over none else than a, a female and this friend would expose all the things that he had going on uh, at the park. I mean, it, the things that I was finding out and, and knew to be the truth because of my discernment were so uh, crazy. When he realized that I knew those things, he couldn't even look me in the face uh, when we would lay down in bed like to go to bed at night he couldn't even you could see the shame on his face you know and so uh keep in mind you guys uh of uh, the, the person that i am i've always been a very private person i've said this on other uh broadcasts i am not a person that has ever divulged my business to people like i don't talk to people like that so um while a lot of the things that I'm saying may be shocking to your ears and I might have to label this confession <laughs> and uh, e even though God wants me to deal with the jealousy in uh, the black community, I have to explain uh, my story and leading up to why God has called me to deal and to talk about uh, begin conversations about jealousy in the black community and so just keep in mind that I'm not one that ever sought attention and I I, could, I don't care for it now but um, I'm being obedient to God and talking about these things that happened in my life 
to affect a, a change in our community and hopefully with people. And so, you know, with that being said, uh, I um, also with his mother, his mother also hated me and, and she didn't like me. So I found myself always trying to prove myself to her you know, uh, in various ways, but she had a kind of a complex, like almost like he was her husband. And, uh, you know, she, uh, she didn't, um, really begin really hating me until his ex found out about me and then it seemed like she really hated my guts and didn't like me then now she put on she put on this show once uh his ex had found out um about me and so you get you um and that's a whole nother other story i mean i met him and he lied and told me that he was uh single and his mother um, protected that lie until it no longer benefited her. And so it's like, I mean, I was in, <laughs> I don't know what I got myself into, but uh, I tried to escape it, but it chased me down. And so, you know, this, this was my life. And uh, with that being said, I'm in this life with uh, my husband who is very promiscuous and uh, that is not even the brunt of the story. The, the, the more of the concern for me is the women and how he was able to lie to these women and tell them all kinds of things to get them to sleep with him. And uh, God allowed those things to be confirmed. And, and this is where I love my God. Because the things that transpired when it was time for me to learn of those things, God sent people to back up. Do you hear me? To back up and confirm things. And so, you know, some, this guy that I went to school with, he confirmed uh, one young lady my husband was sleeping with she told him oh you know she put a baby off on him he told me so i felt you know i i felt like i could sleep with him because of what she did to him and i'm like wow the dirty type of character that it is just uh i it, it is just really sad and so you know, I, like I said, to have the conversation is the beginning of, you know, change. People go in a little corner when they're quiet and think about the, the, the miserable things that they have done to make themselves feel better. And uh, like I said, hopefully uh, it bring about some kind of change and some kind of conversation <clears throat> in the community. And uh, from that, change comes about. But uh, also, 
you know, my children, uh, most of all, is what what was affected by this. Uh, you know, he had even uh, one of the women he was talking to uh, on the park texting him and begging him to leave me for her. And my children were seeing these texts and they never said anything to me until they were grown. And so, you know, today that same woman is his now his wife. And uh, only because I put him out of my home and uh, he had nowhere to go. And so what I have learned today is that this was narcissistic behavior and even learned that the woman that picks him up and uh, they call it's called the new she's the new supply and God has led me to study all this and it is such a eye-opening uh, revelation that uh, it, it's unreal. It is it is unreal. And so it just seemed like I was uh, a target in the community. And this thing, I mean, if with my professional job as a, a correctional officer and uh, this this particular woman was a supervisor, and uh, you know a corporal. In this in this, you know it, what it did for me was expose, you know, the job that I had. I looked at the people in their rankings like wow, you know they were people of integrity, and so what what it did for me going through this experience is exposed to me that. You know, just because somebody has a position does not mean they have any integrity at all. And uh, it caused me to look at things differently and actually see how many people are in professional arenas and have absolutely no integrity. And that is the community that I am in. And, uh, you know, not to put myself on any pedestal, but I do have integrity. <laughs> I do have integrity. And uh, most people don't. Most women don't. And so that is something that needs to be said and talked about, whether it offends uh, people. I'm not a person that really cares uh, that what I say offend anybody. I am. Uh, I have a thick skin, so I welcome any rebuttal to what I'm saying, and I also welcome any uh, responses. You guys can leave uh, messages on this on this uh, podcast if you like. There is a uh, an area where you can actually drop messages, and so I welcome all that. Uh, because like I said, conversations need to be had. And uh, this is, I am in no way bitter about these things. I have since healed 
and uh, moved on from these things. But God is allowing me to revisit these things and talk about them. And, and before you can actually discuss and talk about anything, you should be healed from it before you can talk about it. And so, you know, I am uh, completely healed from it. Thank God, because if I was not, you would probably hear a different tone and, and a different language. And so thank God I am healed uh, from the things that happened. But believe me, I was flabbergasted and I thought I was in some kind of twilight zone when all of this stuff, this revelation began hitting me about the things that was going on and how popular I was in the community when I thought and, uh, you know, I didn't mind being uh, unpopular and unseen. I thought I was unpopular and unseen. But God has shown me, you no, know, you are very popular and you're everybody's watching. And I'm like, wow. And so God wants me to uh, speak on my character and speak on my life. Since all this running... Uh, gossip and running lies and languages going on about me unknown to me <laughs> and so with that being said you guys i don't know if i'm about i, I hope i'm an hour in I, I was trying to get in at least an hour and i am going to wrap up this conversation and uh see you guys on another podcast so you guys stay tuned for a, another podcast on this topic of confessions of my life and the things that I've experienced and uh, hopefully hopefully this will be leading to uh, talking about the amount of jealousy going on in the black community uh, amongst black women okay you guys see you later it just seemed like I was uh, a target in the community and this thing, I mean, if with my professional job as a, a correctional officer and uh, this, this particular woman was a supervisor and, uh, you know, a corporal in this, in this, you know, it, what it did for me was expose, you know, the job that I had, I looked at the people in their rankings like, wow, you know, they were people of integrity. And so what, what it did for me going through this experience is exposed to me that, you know, just because somebody has a position does not mean they have any integrity at all. And uh, it caused me to look at things differently and actually see how many people are in professional arenas and have absolutely no integrity and that is the community that I am in and uh, you know not to put myself on any pedestal but I do have integrity <laughs> I do have integrity and uh, most people don't most women don't and so that is something that needs to be said and talked about whether it offends uh, people i'm not a person that really cares uh that what i say offend anybody i am uh i have a thick skin so 
I welcome any rebuttal to what I'm saying. And I also welcome any uh, responses. You guys can leave uh, messages on this on this uh, podcast if you like. There is a uh, an area where you can actually drop messages. And so I welcome all that. Uh, because like I said, <laughs> conversations need to be had. And uh, this is, I am in no way bitter about these things. I have since healed and uh, moved on from these things, but God is allowing me to revisit these things and talk about them. And, and before you can actually discuss and talk about anything, you should be healed from it before you can talk about it. And so, you know, I am a completely healed from it. Thank God. Cause if I was not, you would probably hear a different tone and, and a different language. And so thank God I am healed, uh, from the things that happened. But believe me, I was flabbergasted and I thought I was in some kind of twilight zone when all of this stuff, this revelation began hitting me about the things that was going on and how popular I was in the community when I thought, and, uh, you know, I didn't mind being, uh, unpopular and unseen. I thought I was unpopular and unseen, but God has shown me, no, you are very popular and you're, everybody's watching. And I'm like, wow. And so God wants me to, uh, speak on my character and speak on my life since all this running uh gossip and running lies and languages going on about me unknown to me <laughs> and so with that being said you guys i don't know if i'm about i, I hope i'm an hour in I, I was trying to get in at least an hour and i am going to wrap up this conversation and uh, see you guys on another podcast. So you guys stay tuned for an, another podcast on this topic of confessions of my life and the things that I've experienced. And uh, hopefully hopefully this will be leading to uh, talking about the um, amount of jealousy going on in the black community uh, amongst black women. Okay, you guys, see you later.